0: Hi, thanks so much for joining us with APC Chats, where we basically work to spotlight people, voices, and opinions that deserve a platform and may not often get it. That said, feel free to join us in the conversation, following us at APC Collective on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a slew of incredible agents of change and all things um, goodness and grace. And, and I want you to tell your stories because we've already been crying, I think half an hour <laughs> in. So we're gonna start with introductions and go around the room. We have Vincent, Jenea, Dion, Anya Lewis, Sunday, and Audrey with APC chats. And and please just open it up, share your story, and, and we're just here to listen to your truth and celebrate it, so. Um,
1: am I starting? Okay. Yes, <laughs> round <laughs> robin. <laughs> All right, so my name is Vincent Bragg. I uh, essentially created an agency, um, a, col- a collective of just some of the most brilliant minds that I've ever seen. They just happen to be incarcerated, and informally incarcerated individuals. So a little bit about my story is I went to federal prison. I was charged with conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute 15 to 50 kilograms of cocaine. Um, They offered me 30 years. I ended up pleading out to 10. I went to prison and just educated myself. I studied law, corporate law, real estate law. I found a loophole in my case that was um, the key to, to my release. I ended up doing five years, one month, 22 days in federal prison and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I say that because I never would have had the time that I had to just sit back and reflect and think about what it is I wanted in life, um, my actions towards mankind. Um, I didn't think I was a really great person once I got a chance to look at what I had done and um, how I went about it. And without that, like tearing me down, it it inspired me to help a lot of these other individuals that I know who were in similar situations. I think most of the individuals that I talk to do what they do because they feel like that's their best option at that moment. Survival. Right. And I'm from Watts, California, 109th and Avalon, and it is the hood, right? Like... And I wanted the same things that everybody else had, right? Like, the only people that I knew who, you know, the most successful person from our neighborhood is Tyrese. And I am i can't sing a lick. Um, <laughs>
0: you have a good voice, though. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: Um, so, you know, most of the people that I've seen that were su- successful is, you know, they were drug dealers, you know? They were you know, from that particular element. And in that particular environment, we saw that as a means to to achieve an, a goal, which is basically what money is. It's just a tool. So, mm-hmm. you know, drugs was a tool to have money, to have, you know, even just respect or um, whatever. And so, you know, not to really, you know, get people to feel like poor me because that's, that's not what I'm saying. What I... What I'm getting at is prison was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, you know, I'm just honored to be in this position now to be the voice for that voiceless community. I mean, there's literally, we're talking 70 plus million people walking around this country with criminal histories and individuals who believe that's, I don't know where in our constitution it states that we can't vote, right? That's crazy. who feel powerless right like i think people are using buzzwords like diversity and inclusion and you know really like leaving out this population and and i think it's so much more than just women or black and brown or Mm -hmm. things like this is a human thing right Mm -hmm. this is a human issue and it's big business for the individuals who who have a have an invested interest in in this this prison industrial complex, yeah. so I think you know people use words like disruptive and and things like that i think you know it's time to shake some stuff up and 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 let people see the value in this particular population because the strength is in the numbers yeah. and this is a huge population so
0: almost like the forgotten the forgotten ones that's right. actually what i call them the forgotten yeah. workforce
2: um it's just yeah so with that oh yeah perfect you here? perfect yeah. segue right um so my name is griffin um i'm the commercializer um so before i uh, told you a little bit about you know what i do with nasa and federal labs and That's my day job, (laughs) but um, I'm the co-founder of Concrete, so this is like my passion, my purpose. Um, Both of my parents were formerly incarcerated when I was 16, ended up having to take care of my six-year-old younger brother. It wasn't for that long but to a 16 year old it's just like oh you gotta grow fast like i need to make sure he eats i need to make sure he does his homework goes to school i mean and thankfully like i had a car and i still had a support system that was just like you know anything that you need let me know but it was still like a lot on my shoulders Mm -hmm. right um and then when i graduated i ended up having to come back and still then again take care of my mom and my younger brother Um, because she couldn't get a job and I saw her go through depression and her self-esteem went away and it was just like this is it affects more than just her it -hmm. affected our entire family Um, now I can happily say that both of my parents are remarried after being divorced for 14 years they bought Mm -hmm. a house out in Texas Mm -hmm. my dad owns his own trucking company my mom does the low boards they're like a team now Mm -hmm. like it's it's amazing right and they're getting everything that they deserved Um, and so you know, just going through that ended up meeting Vince um at Startup Grind out in California and he told me a story and I'm like, you don't even realize like God is just really working and like aligning in my in my life, right? Um <laughs> I had a sticky note on the side of my desk for like two years that said I wanted to help felons, um, and consult with them on how to become entrepreneurs. So they didn't have to worry about going out and begging people for a job and getting denied and rejected all the Pretty time. Young. So when he told me what he was doing, I was like and I'm a strategist, so mm-hmm. literally my brain just starts, like, going different ways. Like, you need to do this. You could do this. Like, oh, my gosh. And he's just like, well, you know, I want to try to, you know, get VC funding. And I'm not sure how they're going to look at me. And I'm like, you know f them like yeah. create your own fun yeah. right um and so i still stand by that even with you know everything that's going going on now with like the whole diversity and inclusion and everybody's mm-hmm. like we want to see it at the table i'm like forget your table build your okay own. build your own table yeah. at the end of the day we probably built their table too right yeah. <laughs> So we can build theirs and right ours. exactly right ours will be better. right? Yeah, yeah. so. Um, so yeah, he's just like I want you to be a co-founder. Like I need you to. I need you to help me build this. And then ever since then, we've been inseparable. We found out we live like literally ten minutes away from each other
3: wow. in LA. And I'm like,
2: wait deal. a minute, yeah. you have the same air? Co- like, where are you from? Like, um, so yeah. And then since then, everything has just been aligning. Like it's all been it's all been about alignment. Um, I've been being very intentional about what I'm doing, and I think a lot of people. Are not um, as blessed to say that they know what their purpose is, mm-hmm. or to even be shown like what mm-hmm. their purpose is, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I pray for discernment a lot. Um, and and I'm I'm like, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, like it's gonna be easy, like yeah. it's just gonna happen. Wow. And so I've been very intentional about the moves that I'm making, the jobs that I have, the information that I'm learning, because I want to be able to help people mm-hmm. and then transfer all of that knowledge, transfer that network. Yeah nasa puts me in places that i would never have gotten my foot in the door and in, in the first place and it's just like oh okay well this is what i'm supposed to be doing um and so you know i'm a big big advocate for technology um you know i started my own consulting firm the commercializer that help independent inventors um with their ideas and monetizing their ideas and with intellectual property because i feel like that's equitable to generational wealth mm-hmm. yeah. and so even outside of that like there's so many brilliant minds behind the bars and even beyond bars, yeah. right? Because my mom, she could, it's not like she couldn't get a job because she wasn't capable. Yeah. Her resume is stacked. Like, I'm like, you're a freaking genius, right? Yeah. And But it's just because they see that F. And so outside of our mission of serving the men and women and children mm-hmm. behind and beyond bars, what does that look like in terms of you know changing that stigma and that narrative that people see um, that society holds over people who have criminal histories mm-hmm. or, you know, a felon. I mean, I have a misdemeanor. You know, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but I'm still able to, I, I work at NASA, I work with the federal labs, like yeah. I work, you know, I'm still able to have a life oh, and still yeah. do everything mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm capable of doing. But just because you have a felony, it could be circumstantial. Yeah. It could be, you know, it happened off of a technicality. And yeah. now your entire life is, you walking around basically with like, a scarlet letter right. <laughs> yeah. and Brand, it sucks yeah. and it's like they're people they're dehumanized when they go into prison and then when they're released and they return home society still treats them yeah. as if they're, they're in prison yeah. and so it's just like what could we do what how do we change people's minds and so that you know we came up with the whole house of social impact where you experience the impact um it doesn't necessarily have to be focused on social justice and mass incarceration of course that's going to be our first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, it could be homelessness. Later on, it could be hunger. It could be, you know, um, uh, racial profiling. It could be, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to be working with, you know, law enforcement to do sensitivity training. We're all, already working with a former police officer. So it's just like, what can we do? How do we create that um, empathy and compassion to say like, hey, the difference between you and I is that you got caught. Like everybody is one bad decision away from going to jail. Yeah. You take a piss outside—that's indecent yeah. exposure. That's a sex crime. Yeah. You have to register as a sex offender yeah. for the rest of your life.
1: Right, and they can't—they can't, they can't <laughs> discern like the difference when when that pin when they see like the. Yeah, they can't discern like did you like violate someone right.
2: or no, was it something know the that they just, don't know it's right? just, no context no.
0: That right. yeah. and, and
2: right. now you have to explain that for the rest of your life and where that and it's just like even with him like i'm i'm so proud of him because he always um is authentic and and i think there's strength in vulnerability um and like you said you know putting that vulnerability first leading with that to be like look this is like i've overcome this right. this mm-hmm. is not who i no. am but it creates this, this is a part of my journey like it it's had to be a part story, of my journey so that i could get to where i needed to go yeah. yeah and dion always says like he teaches me too. everything happens for you yeah Right. not to yeah, you not to you so for i i would always say like everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen, how it's supposed to happen. And he literally just came and summed up like my entire mantra of like, <laughs> it happens for you. And I'm like, yeah. it's absolutely. Grace. It's
0: grace, the universe is elegant and right. we just don't see it in our Ricky Bobby moments. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, Mr. Dion, talk to us. Yeah, So.
4: Yeah, my name is uh, Dion Pouncil. I'm originally from Chicago. I am the founder of Reflections. It's a video streaming platform that enables all people to monetize their content. And uh, before I got and get into what, I always like to start with why. Mm -hmm. And um, I was running a creative agency down in Miami called the Pinnacle Agency, and um, we were always you know, signing clients and doing events and things like that. But during the marketing initiatives, we were always like, check out our Facebook page, check out our Instagram, check out our YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, that gave me a lot of exposure to data, which really intrigued me and uh, I'm very big on reading. And so as I'd start to dive into who owned these companies, um, I didn't really see anyone who looked like me Mm -hmm. um, or represented. Uh, people from where I come from and so um through that research I got inspired and uh instead of just kind of going around talking about it like hey we need to do this we need to do that I wanted to literally become or reflect the change that I wanted to see and um so I dove right in literally packed up the condo uh got rid of my truck moved to Miami I mean moved from Miami to LA uh crashed on my frat brother's couch for a couple of weeks and uh start making things happen. And um, so that was the birth uh, of Reflections. And then um, started working on the original company and uh, raised some money and things didn't work out. And um, I literally sat back and like reflected, like what just happened? Mm-hmm. Why did X work and why did Y not work? And um, through that, we had a lot of content um, through the original process. And uh, I was like, "You know what? I'm going to take this story, create a documentary, and start to uh, teach people what I know about business. And so um, I was like, okay, well, now I have this content in this documentary. I want to push what distribution platform should I put it on? Start researching more into you know distribution platforms, ownership and things like that, and start looking at no one makes money off of this stuff, right? So you have all these platforms, yeah, Yeah, you have all these platforms and everybody's creating all this content and the owners continue to make millions and billions of dollars. So I got inspired again. I was like, you know what? Uh, Why don't we start our own uh, streaming service or distribution channel? And okay, so what's the next step? We have to have a value proposition. What separates us from the pack? And uh, I looked at democratizing the media and tech industries and really uh, creating a platform where everybody eats, right? If you create quality content and people like it, you should be able to make money off of your artwork or your passions. Mm -hmm. And so that was the continued iterations and development uh, of reflections. And so now uh, we have a platform that's open source creation. So any and everybody can create content um and you have full creative control so you own everything it's non-exclusive you can set your own price for your content as well as your time um so you can set a price and then you can do pay per view pay per week pay per episode pay per lesson it's all up to you and we also have the best profit sharing uh, model in the industry we split the revenue with you 50 50. And so that was really There's important. A
0: contract going across the table right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And so, you know, those
4: things were really, really important to us. Uh, and also going back to the why, um, proceeds from every transaction from Reflections goes to our foundation, the Reflections Foundation, which teaches STEM programs around the country. So... Even our profit model is connected to our why mm-hmm. to be able to give back and to serve and to teach kids um, about science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, one of the benefits for me growing up in the South Side, I was, I was like the bridge. Um, I was a smart jock. And so uh, my mother did not play about grades. So uh, I, wrote, I wrote an essay in sixth grade one the um, school 30 computers. I was the captain of the debate team. What was was, about? Uh No clue, don't remember <laughs> it uh, uh, But <laughs> I was captain of the debate team, won a city championship, was on a state championship chess team, uh, won a science fair twice, I won a history fair twice, uh, but I also played baseball, basketball, and football. So mm-hmm. I was the captain of the baseball team, I was really good in all three sports, and um, actually played college and professional baseball. So I was the person who was able to connect the, the cool and lifestyle kids to the smart and nerdy mm-hmm. kids yeah. and as I transitioned through you know professional life I find myself back in that bridge being able to connect the tech and the nerd world mm-hmm. to the community and to the athletes and to the entertainers and reflections is success. that bridge yeah. and that platform yeah. yeah and so that's where we are
0: it's Anya Lewis I love your name by the way Thank
3: you, I'll make sure I let my
0: father know. (laughs) (laughs) So
3: yes, I'm Anya Lewis. Um, I kind of started my career in high school, actually I started pretty early, around 18, where I galvanized the largest youth campaign for Kasim Reed, our former mayor, um, city council president, Cesar Mitchell, and House of Representative member, Rashad Taylor. Um, And from there I saw a need, which is, as I got older and started kind of reflecting myself, not to keep using that one, Um, I'm one of those people that when I just see there's something that needs to be done, I just do it. Um, And so what was happening, I felt like those real first-time voters, people focus on college, but you turn 18 in high school. Mm -hmm. And they're not paying attention to those kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went on to continue to work kind of in the political space, galvanizing people, and I was extraordinarily unfulfilled. Um, So I transitioned over. I actually met one of my mentors who was in tech. I got extraordinarily interested in, and he let me dive right in. I started my own consulting company. I've worked with the UN Foundation, Turner Broadcasting, Coca-Cola, fundamentally creating strategy and initiatives around different projects. Um, And I was fulfilled in a lot of ways, but then there were other ways where I was getting very frustrated with the way that big brands were spending their money, Mm -hmm. um, and the way that they decided to advertise to people, whether that's spending a lot of money and diving into digital search, which is important, or these one-page ads, or just shoving these products down your throat. So I actually created uh, House of Dime, D-I-G-M, which is like creating a paradigm shift in the way that you market to people through content by way of experiences. Um, And the reason why the content piece is so important is because I come in and I create these very amazing experiences that help consumers fall in love with a brand and not actually a product. Mm -hmm. So you have this level of brand loyalty as you continue to navigate um, your buying and what you decide to purchase. But in that same breath, everyone cannot experience that, right? So how do we put people in the room who can't be in the room? And so the content piece to me was equally as important. Um, as I was just kind of navigating, I was in San Francisco and doing some work, and I ran into Dion. I actually ran all of them in the same place. But <laughs> we all met. Yeah. Um, he was telling me about his vision, and I, I thought it was just amazing. I was like, oh, my God, this is like everything I've been wanting to do, and you're in this space. So he brought me on to be vice president of strategic partnerships and experiences, um, I'm very, very excited to be kind of working with Reflections. We're going to be starting a tour soon, going from country to country. You know, excuse me, city to city. I'm you launching, going to be manifesting, You're <laughs> <to> <laughs> manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already out there. Uh, city to city. Yep. So we'll be going to city to city. Um, we'll have panel days, youth days, influencer dinners. Just bringing together the community and allowing ourselves to kind of generate that content. Uh, And we'll be launching, actually, our first live show. So in each city, content creators will be able to upload content. We'll pick one winner from each city. We'll bring them out to Beverly Hills, and they'll create our first actual original content for Reflections. Um, So I'm excited about that tour. We'll be launching that in about three weeks, uh, and then we'll be on the road from there. And then outside of all of that, when I talk about – and I'm really i going to do a shameless plug really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a connector at heart, so I really just want – I'm not going to ever be the smartest person in a room, but I want to have the smartest people in a room. So we host, Janae and I host Think Tank Dinners. um, Now, this is around the world. (laughs) And this is where we galvanize some of the most influential people in that community, depending on what that series looks like. um, We bring together those people in those different industries. We bring different perspectives. And we actually come to the table with a problem that's pre-identified. Uh, And we lead the table with solutions, and not just solutions, but solutions on how each and every person at the table can work together. We make sure that everybody's why is clear, and we follow up to make sure that the things that we talked about are actually implemented in local communities. Um, And then we always make sure that we ask everyone at the table to give their ask, because it's important. Like, how can we support you now? What do you need? Do you need funding? Do you need reach? Do you need an audience? Do you need... I mean, space, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need to kind of fulfill your dreams and what what you're trying to do, um, we make that happen. So love it. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. It's
0: like solution salon. Right. Yeah,
3: and yeah. I, and that's actually so.
2: Anya was already doing like the whole dinner series thing, mm-hmm. and so I kind of had that same um, idea. And so you know when we you know met, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like you know because. I kind of wanted to do the same thing, but it was um, around me actually attending a salon. And I was like, what's a salon? Like, where people go get their hair done? Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And and we're like, no, like we're going to this billionaire's house and there's going to be a lot of rich people here and there's going to be a lot of companies here who need these rich people's money. And so, you know, you can't picture anything, but you can go and kind of like create relationships and, you know, have dinner with these people. And I'm just like what like mm-hmm. yeah we don't do this we don't do this right, <laughs> right. Do this, right? right. um i'm this also a part of a essential. community yeah. in la called the mountain gate community mm-hmm. um which was founded by sophia parsons parsa parsa mm-hmm. parsa i always get her name wrong um she's gonna kill me bitch. um and so uh it's invite only everyone is vetted by sophia like Mm -hmm. your plus one has to talk to sophia and she has to like go through like your linkedin and everything and just see like what are you really about who are you what are you Mm -hmm. really doing because she's bringing us into her network and her inner circle right um and so her family would host this dinner basically they have like this really big house and this in this mountain gate estate you Mm -hmm. know the country club type thing and um And so, yeah, and everybody would just go there and and, uh, she would have like a panel of of, like, you know, somebody would come down for maybe like SpaceX or like just like, how do you have contact? Like, you know, Um, yeah. And so, like I said, like NASA gets me into places that I wouldn't normally be able to get into. Um, That was one of them. And so when I seen like the type of people and I'm like, black people need to do this. like people like 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 people need to do this right and i'm like we need to i want to create a community like this for us and um and so essentially you know even outside of the dinners like we're really creating a community i'm like we are literally creating our net worth with mm-hmm. this network, and um, we're building it, and so you know we're we're gonna have a Slack group. We're gonna you know just pull all of these great people together, and and then you don't have to be worried about like okay, you can still be comfortable because all these people have been vetted.
0: Yeah. So yeah. People are coming to the table with mm-hmm. something to offer. Exactly.
2: is <laughs> great. Those Mountain Gate. Man, they're amazing. amazing. They're amazing. They I are.
1: Met, I met one of the creators of Dropbox there. I met. Um, you met
2: Percy there, right? No, I met no. Percy through Bronco. Oh, okay. Um But Percy went to one that. He was there yeah. that that So day. Percy's one of our clients. So uh, he tie owns dye like leggings. a tie-dye leggings yeah. company and he's super great. <laughs>
1: just a great kid who's just like twenty years old, still in college. He's just all about, you know, helping, but at the same time creating like viable businesses, right? Yeah. And so one of my mentors actually introduced me to this guy. He's like, I think you guys will work well together. So it's actually funny how we came up with a lot of the ads for him. So he has these tie-dye leggings, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of advertising to, like, yoga moms and um, festival goers and, you know, things like that.
0: So this person. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: So I'm like, yeah, like, I'll create a brief. So let me back up a little bit. I want to explain how the process of concreates.com really works, right? So what we do is we go to a brand, right? We uh, propose propose something, right? Like, okay, this is your problem. Like, we recognize this particular problem. Let's ask these questions. Let's personify this brand. Let's get as much information as we possibly can. Then I take that brief and send it around to all the prisons um, that I have think that tanks, right? amazing. So then when they get it, right, when they get it, then their ideas get to flowing, right? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, they write this stuff down. And then in the federal system, they have uh, an email system called Links, where they're allowed to send emails to their friends and family. So within 24 to 48 hours, I have hundreds, sometimes thousands of ideas to-, to, to Sift through. Right, yeah. So and that's what we do on the outside. So we sift through these ideas. We figure out like what's on brand, what's on budget, like- You know, whatever. And then we create the assets and then we sell that back to the company. So we're in the process with Percy, I'm leading Mm -hmm. back into it, in creating the brief. And we had this conversation about sending this thing to (laughs) – so so we we work with women, but our largest population of creatives are men. And I was like, how funny is that, that we're sending a product that's for women – into men's prisons. Mm-hmm. And so I I wrote that down, right? And I sent that around and then like they came up with this great like tagline like they're that comfortable, right? And then we had like these commercials that can continue to run, you know, with different forms. So the first idea that I really loved was because this was around um Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, you know, football is huge on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? So you know the the, the scene is kind of like there's a bunch of women they're cooking they're wearing their tie-dye leggings and then it kind of pans into the living room and then there's men sitting down watching football and then the team scores and they jump up and they're like yeah and but they have on the tie-dye leggings <laughs> and it says they're that comfortable right <laughs> so funny. right and, but that came from prison right yeah. so it's it's like the value of this population like people forget that these were your consumers mm-hmm. right this is your demographic and it is so multicultural mm-hmm. even though and it's you know different socio-economical backgrounds especially when you think about federal prison you got a lot of white collar c- crimes and um just different races from different countries right yeah. and so yeah, I think I think that that's amazing. Percy is 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 just an amazing guy. So I just wanted to kind of give you guys a, a, a little, context, yeah. of, of course. Yeah.
2: I love it. Just, so you, okay. oh, I was gonna say they're just always outside of the box. Like, yeah. Yeah. right? You never really know what you would what, what you'll get, get, and it's just like. I would have never thought about that. Like, what? This is amazing.
3: And I think
1: people forget that that's valuable, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we can put hundreds of minds on one particular problem, and that's also very valuable because yeah. creative teams are usually really small, right? They're really small, and when you start and siloed, th- uh huh. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you and the, and when you start to think about. Um, ads in the way like how anya was saying you know they're just shoving things down your throat and there's really no experience mm-hmm. it's like why wouldn't you just go to the people who yeah. use your product yeah. and think about how That's would good. i want them to, yeah. to give to, them to, the idea and the right
0: idea. yeah i think uh, and we've talked about different themes i think even before this started but just in your intros about genius and, and recognizing mm-hmm. individual genius mm-hmm kind of an inside, outside, beyond mm-hmm. where people typically go to find right. it. And then the beauty of vulnerability and grace. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking about you, Dan, because so many good stories start on a couch, right. yeah. usually someone else's <laughs> <laughs> right. in that moment of I need to land somewhere. Mm-hmm. And right now this is not just your landing place, but where you launch and then just listening to your gut and knowing it's not always going to be you, but if you can connect people And bring the right mind and the right intention to the table, then big and beautiful things can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many threads to kind of go through. But I want to talk about like the forgotten, um, because I think that's that's kind of everybody has a why. And and how we started and why why we do what we do is, you know, I didn't think of myself as any certain color, any certain way, but corporate America told me I was. Mm -hmm. And and they put labels on me. And I I've benefited from it. So it's a heavy, happy burden. I'm blessed. And it has all been for me and for the greatest and highest good, I hope. But our stories work for us and our journeys work Mm -hmm. for us. And I remember we were having a conversation, I think I was having the conversation with our father. And I was pretty much giving up on something. He's like, oh, no, 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 but it's so beautiful. Don't you see it? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm 17 <laughs> yeah. years old and I'm crying. Right. And he's like, but how has this served you? Yes. And so I think, I think we're all grounded in that. And I think the universe is elegant and brought us to this table together. What is it that you want to see? Because corporate America, as is, is I see it, and big brands, and we get to work with them. And they're those mountain gate moments mm-hmm. that not everybody listening to this or beyond this little pod Mm -hmm. is going to get to experience. How do we start cultivating communities that have those moments at tables that are more accessible Mm -hmm. and it is content, right? And I think Dion and you guys would say some of that's content. How do we, how do we expand that?
4: Yeah, I think, um, I think the beginning of it is the renewing of the mind. Um, And that's very very important to me um like one of my mentors he talks about he's actually not focused on fixing adults he's actually focused on building
0: next gen solvers yeah building the minds Mm -hmm. of the youth Mm -hmm. um
4: and i think that's a very interesting perspective um because if you think about all of this and everything you've experienced or the things that you went through um it's really about your perspective, how you look at it. What is the reflection or things that you're paying attention to? Right. Um, and I think once we begin to embrace the struggle, um, it starts to get more and more beautiful. And the reason I say that is that one of my coaches used to always say, you know, everybody wants to take the elevator. Uh, but nobody wants to take the stairs. And so our mantra for that entire season was, take the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you wanted to get better at this, take the stairs. If you wanted to um, have a better outcome for this, mm-hmm. take the stairs. Because that's where you're gonna learn the things that you need to learn mm-hmm. for the execution of what you really actually want. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that has been actually resonating me resonating with me here at austin is um focusing on what you do want and not giving a lot of energy to what you don't want um and that focus and that intention to detail will start to drive you and accelerate you towards those actual goals and so if we want x change if we want why change then only focus on how we're going to solve Mm -hmm. this and also the labeling of words is not a problem it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for us to create a solution that will get us to our goal and I think those those mindsets and those approaches towards that will start to really shift the narrative and the paradigm I think that's perfect like just to lead into
1: like perspective and reflection because I mean I think it's such a great name for 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 a brand but you know just to go back to the prison population right mm-hmm. like there's literally two types of people in prison right you're either trying to figure out how to be a better criminal right so you can't get caught again or you're trying to figure out how to be a better human right so when when we talk about perspective. You know I can only speak from my own experience or what I've experienced with other individuals when I first got to prison I was mad right I, I was bitter this person told on me they did this to me they did that to me and one of like my very close friends he's 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 a guy named Donnell young and he was given life in federal prison they literally you don't come home from life it's not like state where you can after 25 years get paroled Um, and they actually he actually beat the death penalty in the state and in the feds they gave him life he won his appeal and then they gave him 40 years he's been down 20 years and he has 20 to go one of the most humble beautiful human beings I ever met in my life and he told me everybody plays a role in the drama of life right so I got forty years. stop complaining <laughs> i don't I don't really want to hear it. so once he told me that it put things in perspective for me, right it it made me think, okay, so how do I use this time to my advantage right like when was the last time I read a book? When was the last time I got to use 24 hours in a day to the maximum right and that's what we did we'd we'd host think tanks every tuesday and thursday right so it's like hey everybody in this room this is our crew tuesday we're all pitching we're gonna poke holes in your ideas we're gonna shoot things down we want you to go back and build it stronger so on thursday we can figure out how to launch this thing and i mean literally they created rideshare businesses from from prison where it's like families in federal prison will fly in to visit their family they went and got they had their people buy you know party buses and they put food on them and they everybody met at this place and then they all went to prison together and you know i've seen the concierge service be created where you can get emails that inform you on entertainment sports you would get you know, the stock reports, like things like that, just just to keep you up on current affairs. And there's so much brilliance behind bars. It's so much brilliance behind bars. And the perspective of that when I think is where what we're trying to build here, right? We're trying to that's how we're gonna shift in this corporate world. We yeah. have to get them to see that value yeah. in those individuals. And so I just wanted to piggyback off of what you said about perspective, well,
0: and I, mm-hmm. and I feel like the the power the power dynamic that's that's long existed and founded this country formalized because this country wasn't lost right. like the the, the, right. the people there were people here but formalized this this United States that it wasn't until they there were commercial opportunities that they started giving and letting go of more rights and yeah. freedoms because it was creating commercial markets. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is fundamentally how things get done. You have to acknowledge the the masses because that's your next consumer, that's your next creator. Mm-hmm. So the the forgotten are are no longer and I and I feel like you guys are in a movement to make that happen. And we need to destigmatize. Yeah. um so many people that deserve to be seen as brilliant and not just something they got caught doing that some of us didn't get caught doing just people like i mean it's because it i was you know directly
2: affected by Mm -hmm. it you know um it's easy for me to see you know and go look at people like you somebody's daddy like somebody's son like i don't see a felon or i see people like that come up to me and they're like you know oh I, i have a record but i'm just i'm like okay so yeah yeah that doesn't change who you are. Who are you? Right. Tell me who you are, right? And then th- that's another thing that you know we we you know talk with our team about is like we don't want to change who you are. We still want you to be who you are. We still want you to utilize the skill set that you have, but you, we just want to transform that. We want to repurpose it for something positive. Um, you can make the same amount of money legally, right? Yeah. Um, just using that brilliant mind that you have. Um, and so it's not necessarily because everybody's just like, well, you need to change everything about yourself. You're a criminal. And it's just like, we don't need those I'm labels. Be, yeah. No. yeah, so it's really all about like, you know, I think going back to like the, the question was really just, what can what can people do is, it's, it's a mindset thing, right? And mm-hmm. it's just all about really like having compassion, having more love for people's journeys mm-hmm. and not really um, judging yeah. their journeys because they're not similar to yours, right?
3: Yeah. So so when you talk about kind of your journeys and, and the emotions of people when they kind of hear these things, right, the way people are kind of put off, you know, oh, I went to prison, you went to prison, that's where I think the content piece comes in because we've talked briefly about the social impact house, right, mm-hmm. where people can kind of get that experience. And we've talked about kind of the way you talk with people um, about your experiences. But everybody can't be there to go through the social impact mm-hmm. house. Everybody can't be there to get those experiences. And that's why I'm always consistently driving content, content, mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we create a space where this is for the world to access? And mm-hmm. I know that we're working closely with Concreate to create another one, another part of or one of our original series that looks like humanizing mm-hmm. the, like the prisoner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So right. you see all these shows, Scared Straight, and all these things. And they show this very aggressive side of... Um, prisoners mm-hmm. and them still basically being who they they once were and not who they're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to have those conversations, the fact that you are somebody's son, the fact that your circumstances were very different, um, the fact that when you look at a Khalif broader story, all he needed was $800 to no. get bailed out of jail, 900, right? Yeah. $900, yeah. so, so, It doesn't like, matter,
2: still under $1,000. Yes. Right. And, and
3: yeah. he right. spent his life in yeah. jail, I mean, he, the rest of his life, essentially, and he went through the series of depression where ultimately he felt like he didn't want to live anymore. Yeah. So when we're able to kind of tell those stories and put people through those perspectives via media, via things like the Social Impact House, I think that that's where we start with changing the narrative mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. around who people are mm-hmm. authentically um, and not just who they once were, but who they want to be. And even if they really were those people before, if they were just a victim of circumstance. So all of these things are factors that have to continue to be looked at um, as we navigate this space and as they navigate doing the work that they're doing. Um, we'll be there to capture the moments.
1: And I think about just being unapologetic, yeah. like, like I literally have a shirt that says I'm a felon, get over it.
3: Like, Word. Good literally, for
1: you. Like, yeah. I think we just need to just like I sit down with like a lot of big wigs at a lot of big companies, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm the guy in the room that's like I'm calling them on their bullshit. Like, period. Like,
0: can you come to my meetings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, and they love me for it though, and yeah. it's like such a There's breath a of respect, fresh air, yeah. of course, yeah. the because authenticity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for, for me, for me, I look at it like this. Like, and and Dion, he, him, and I just had this conversation the other day was like four hours i mean we went to sleep when the sun came up just vibing right this is a very sharp young man right and one of the things i told him i'm glad you didn't have to go to prison to get that perspective i'm glad that that you've been able to navigate the space in the way that you have because of your circumstance because that's that's good for someone like me who can't get in that room right for someone like me who can't get in that room he represents the culture in that manner and i think for us we have a lot of that right it's like hey i'm black and i made it and let me close this door because mm-hmm. i don't want nobody to come in and take mm-hmm. my spot right and that- he's i'm sorry
0: Sorry. I, I was gonna ask does that happen because i see no yes i see the latino community <laughs> and i think of us as so disenfranchised mm-hmm. Absolutely. and and it's like we we recreate the systems of a like in our own like whether fair skin light skin mm-hmm. um this education that education this time in country that well, level of spanish i think it becomes
2: i think it becomes a um and it might not be intentional, but it becomes like this mindset of survival, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, when somebody tells you like, there's only one spot, mm-hmm. and it's either you or them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's, yeah, the people cool. who, it's the people who own the companies who are telling you that there's only one yes. spot, right? Divine right. Concept. So right. they're creating this atmosphere in this space where you, you're the only one that gets to kind of sit at this table. And so it will automatically create a mindset mm-hmm. in which you want to close the door because yeah. you don't want to lose the opportunities and the access and the, and the freedoms that you're that you've been granted. So, so when you talk you. about NASA, um, you wouldn't be in a lot of rooms if it wasn't for NASA. Well, it's now our responsibility to make sure that there are other young black and yes. brown people yes. of color Absolutely. who have access to these spaces mm-hmm. as well. How do we get them internships with these companies, yep. places that we've continuously kind of been pushed out of? Um, and, and again, I, I completely feel your pain. Like I'm half Dominican and half black. So I'm navigating both sides of my family, the Latino side. I go home and I'm the darker um, Latino where I have cousins who are more fair-skinned and there's this kind of colorism. And I'm watching it happen even within that society where all of the politicians and the local government and the business owners, they all look one kind of way. Um, And the maids and the, the taxi drivers, they all look a different kind of way, right? So I think it's important that we kind of, reshift our own narrative and realize that we're not the ones who are doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong by not letting us in the room. Right. But this by is what I meant you. by
1: unapologetic, right? So <laughs> what I was trying to say in the end is like, like, I don't go into these meetings, like, I don't, I don't wear suits, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't talk like them, you know what I'm saying? I, I make sure, I mean, I do wear suits, I like, it. I like to dress nice now, you know what I
2: mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because, right,
1: because we feel like in order for them to see us as equal, then we have to be like them. And I feel like, like black people, you know, like, so one of my friends, right, smart brother, lawyer, dreads and, you know, that whole thing, right? When he finally passed the bar, you know, he cut his dreads off. Mm -hmm. Like as a Rastafari, like, you're not supposed to touch the beard or... The dreads, but he cut it off because he's like, I have to go in the court, and I'm like, well, I think that's the problem. I think yeah. that they don't get to see us in our natural state. Mm-hmm. So when we come yeah. around and we like loud and we doing our it's thing, it's 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 yeah. aggressive, right? It's yeah. intimidating. So I think that's what I mean by being unapologetically yeah. Latina, or yeah. you know, no question. Yeah. I, think, I think
0: um right. Italian, mm-hmm. but she speaks with her hands and you just fired a brilliant person because mm-hmm. you took her passion. Right. And you mistook it for aggression. Right. But I'm gonna let Dion speak because no, okay. yeah. um,
4: I think again, in everything, we gotta start with why, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a very formulaic person and try to simplify everything down to a formula that you can identify, be efficient, effective, and easily repeat. Right. Um, so that's why I start with why. But if we look at the core of these things, the why is is two things. It's either um, selective ignorance, mm-hmm. right, meaning people choose to be ignorant about things because they don't, they want to have that kind of scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I didn't know. Or it's actual ignorance, right? And so some of this is is centered around ignorance in the fact that if you don't experience something in your personal world, you are literally oblivious to the Mm -hmm. fact that it exists, Mm -hmm. right? You don't know what you don't know. Um, So some of it is, there was an example where a young lady uh, moved to Silicon Valley and she was working uh, and she had an amazing job, an amazing opportunity, but didn't really, oh, matter of fact, it was Seattle, not Silicon Valley, sorry. Uh, she didn't want to stay because there were no multicultural hairdressers. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a Seattle problem. Yes. With clients that are trying to figure and out. And literally, the, in Seattle. Yeah. the
4: job and the HR and the people couldn't understand why she wasn't happy. And that was one of the main things is because she couldn't get her hair done. There were no right. black hairstylists, right? They would never... And I want to be very specific about they, people who <laughs> <HR>. don't well, <laughs> yeah, people okay, who okay. don't come from those backgrounds or experiences. Yeah. Yeah. They literally do not know, yeah. and so when they don't know, they don't think about yeah. what they don't know. So they can't that, think about it, right? Yeah. Because they don't know. So that's part of the actual. Mm -hmm. ignorance right and so those things they just you just have they just have to be educated and they have to be introduced to the culture and 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 accept and allow the culture to be able to penetrate those markets right and then the other part is selective ignorance and and so when we are choosing to uh look the other way Mm
0: -hmm. and when we're
4: choosing not to acknowledge certain people doing certain things and before we can get to actual change and implementing change we have to really acknowledge those 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 things because that'll that'll help um kind of blur and 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 erase those lines from the perspective of both cultures Mm -hmm. they don't do this and they don't do that or we don't do this and we don't do that and so acknowledging for any type of progress i believe is is the first step uh towards making this a unified world Can and be. I think and I think that's really what we're moving towards mm-hmm. and when you look at just you know different things in in physics and, and and just in normal life you you have to go through some type of adversity yeah. you have to go through some type of um change to actually get to the next level everybody wants to be the butterfly but you don't want to be that no, caterpillar that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a little fuzzy through. and a little awkward <laughs> sometimes right yeah. so i believe because of the exposure of the internet the exposure of media the exposure of content the exposure of all the things that social media and all these cameras are highlighting now we're going through that metamorphous change of holy shit All of this stuff is actually real. It's actually going on. But now we get to see it. Mm -hmm. And so now we're in that uncomfortable phase that we're seeing it. And we're going through that change because it's penetrating our hearts and our minds. And we can't be ignorant of Mm -hmm. it anymore. And so it's going to be difficult for, you know, a couple of years as we transition. But I think we're moving towards that universal collective uh, body and harmony and agreement that we really need to Mm -hmm. get to to move, you know, mankind forward
0: I I think we're in a slingshot moment Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and it's like so we're seeing the ugly and it's coming fast but we are going to progress forward faster Mm -hmm. because of information because of access to content and to to each other in a way that we've never had before and I I used to call myself the chief sensitivity officer (laughs) where I would go into a room and by the time I got there someone asked And so it was looking at things through the lens of, can this offend anyone? What is the worst possible headline? Which is a weird makeup to live with and get paid for for a very long time. And at some point, um, I read one of my reviews and it was like, Audrey's preachy. I'm like, huh? Maybe I'm coming off as preachy, and I, I shouldn't be shaming anyone for the lack of context. Right. And if that's what I've done, I've missed the mark because mm. I'm a communicator by trade, mm. and I haven't coded effectively to welcome someone in to context. Right. I've rubbed their nose in it. I've rubbed right. their nose the fact that they didn't, they didn't get it, and they didn't grow up with it. And so that's my journey of learning how to how to step back and invite and welcome in, and not pretend like I know everything because I don't, and right. that's part of this. But I think the context and the content I have clients for you already, I'm already thinking, and, and some DC organizations that want to work with youth and I'm trying to get them to think about give them the cameras, give them the tools, that's their story. Yeah. Yeah. It's not us. It can't be us. And the
4: one thing, sorry, one thing about like piggybacking off you said about the slingshot. Um one thing you ever pulled a rubber band? When you pull it back really fast, it doesn't really go that far. Mm-hmm. Right? But the slower and the longer you pull it back, mm-hmm. once you let that rubber band go, it just, it just skyrockets, right? Yeah. And It just goes 10 times farther than when you, did when you pulled it back fast. And the thing about America, and the thing about where we are as a world, that the resistance of adversity on um, underserved and underprivileged people I've been pulling that rubber band back a for bit. a long a time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> and with Ooh. the access to resources and to capital, mm-hmm. that rubber band is about to be let go. No yeah. question. And, and we gotta help. And yeah. It. The, I'm excited, you mm-hmm. know, to, to talk about focus and uh, where my intention is going. I'm excited to be, you know. Spearheading. at the forefront yeah. right. or so as a thought yeah. leader right. to yeah. that rubber band right. going forward and just mm-hmm. kind of leading some the
2: ones who believe so. that they'll change the world yeah. are the ones who actually do dare to right yeah
3: mm-hmm. and we're watching that actually down in parkland yeah so when you talk about young people being the the sole creator of their own narratives um we're kind of watching that happen right now where it's people beautiful. Are, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's the most beautiful thing i mean you have these kids who unfortunately um, were put through this traumatic experience. And now they're even being berated by adults who w- couldn't even imagine what you're going to really run into the building with no guns, right? And these are things that our president's saying. Like, mm-hmm. So you have these kids, though, they're creating their own narrative because they're like, hey... What you guys have been shoving us is wrong. Like, You do not need to have bump stocks and military assault rifles. This is not necessary. And there are even a lot of kids who grew up in their parents' home who have been fed specific perspectives about things like this. And once they experience that level of trauma, they're now owning their own story and they're using the media to do it. And they're being very clear about the fact that we don't need you guys we don't we're not getting jobs you out we're gonna gonna stop buying your products (laughs) yeah we're gonna start running right for office and 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 controlling kind of the the change that we want to see in the community
0: they're about it Um,
3: yeah i mean i love it and but i watch i watch this every day my Mm -hmm. uh, being fortunate enough to have worked with so many young gen z's and and millennials They are one of the most powerful group of people. And I'm consistently in awe and appreciative of just being in their presence because they teach me something every single time, especially about authenticity. Because they don't have these biases yet Mm -hmm. that we've created for ourselves uh, as we've navigated these spaces that have kind of perpetuated these biases on us.
0: Bias or boundaries? Like when I, I'm going to give a shameless plug for Hector. When I met Hector and his partner, Kevin... And you guys were like about to graduate. And you're navigating. They started an agency in college, and I'm like, no, but what do you really want to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. like we really want to do our own thing. I'm like well, let's let's engineer that, mm-hmm. right? Because you can go the route of going to the best agencies and trying to learn from those creative tractors and building this or or you can just struggle through your evolution as as an owner. And that's a different look. Like, who do you get to be if you start out from ownership mm-hmm. and knowing that you don't know everything? So you're gonna have mentorship moments, and you're gonna meet people, and you're gonna learn. You're gonna you're gonna take jobs that seem a little odd, but you're gonna be, you know, humble about it. And I'll, I'll let you speak to that. But I I just feel like I'm inspired, and I, and I feel like I know we all have mentors. But I I look up and around and down, and I. I put people in my phone according to how I see them. So my niece over there in the corner, who's a South by kid and loves to go to talks and panels. Mm -hmm. She's going to an event later tonight. She's chairwoman of the board. (laughs) Yeah. Because these are, these are the kids that get, that get to build a new and beautiful world and we can be a part of it and opening doors and expanding access and having conversations about the forgotten and building organizations that are just here to serve people who have, who have not been given the opportunity to show their genius. Right. And so I know that we've taken up all of your morning. Like, I could to, be here all <laughs> day I, said, talking about this. So. I, 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 would, I, would, I wanted to say
2: one, one last I thing. Too. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> you guys. <laughs>
1: but but said I can't. <laughs> just to kind of round that up, like leading from you know that rubber band being pulled back, right? I think mm-hmm. we live in a time right now where we realize, like we don't need anybody right we don't need the government to come in and fix our communities Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. it's so much money out there like we've created more billionaires in the last five years Mm -hmm. than the history of the world the known world that we live in like that is crazy so you know, we don't need NASA to go into space. Like, that's what Elon Musk is saying, right? We, he we, shows up, yeah.
2: Well, actually, we need <laughs> <has laughs> money to help him go into space. No. So, you know, the
4: mindset. Right. The it's, mindset, right? It's
1: literally, we're in a position now as as human beings and that we can, we can literally create the new world. So, just to kind of go back to that salon that she went through. So, Because I was in Silicon Valley talking recklessly to Sheryl Sandberg and Jeff Weiner of LinkedIn, I couldn't make it to that thing. But I'm like, yo, you need to go over there. So the way that these people were introduced to me was these are the millennials that are poised to inherit the wealth of all of the world. world." (laughs) Yeah, it was the world. I mean, these guys are like literally going like, they're talking about the food supply of the world. They're at the UN. They're, you know, they're they're that group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was just, you know, for her to go in there and, you know, I'm like, yo, tell your story. If you get a chance, do it, you know, and, and it literally led us to like all sorts of contracts with, you know, huge things. So the point that I'm making is we can make the change because, because we freaking need to, like we want to. So, so, you know,
4: Yeah, I think one of the gems to kind of wrap up with, and I think um, there's a collective rise in consciousness Mm -hmm. um, on all levels. But I think the most important of that is that people are truly starting to understand Mm -hmm. and to believe that the only limits that they have are truly in their mind. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the ones that they put on themselves. Yeah.
1: -hmm.
3: I'm truly not worried about us um, as a world. And I know we're we're about to wrap up, but I'm really not worried about us because the children who are in position to inherit all this money, they don't have the mindsets of their parents. And as long as that continues to happen we will continue to put resources back into the world that will grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the next generation will continue to help us push forward as a society and becoming a more united society versus trying to create a level of division. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing that now with this constant fight between the old mindset and the new mindset. Mm-hmm. But the old mindset can't live forever. No, nope. so, yeah. yeah, every,
2: Everything is being yeah. focused, especially with this younger generation, on social good like and if you're not doing any type of social good we don't want to give you our money it's sexy like we don't we don't want to give you our money and so like that's even a part of our strategy in terms of like the strategies Mm -hmm. that we provide to our clients is Mm -hmm. okay What is your social impact? How are you able to integrate that into your campaign or into your product or into whatever it is that you're doing? But we make sure that that's that piece. And a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I never even thought about that. I mean, you can give a percentage, you know, away to a charity or something like what is it that if you were – you know not making money like we talked about this Mm -hmm. earlier like the money will come right Mm -hmm. and so it's like what are you really passionate about what would you be doing if you could do it every single day and not make a dime and still be happy Mm -hmm. like what would that be Mm -hmm. and how can we now incorporate that into what you're doing currently so then when the money does come or if it doesn't come Like you're You're still happy, right? And you're still wanting to work and motivated. And I think that's a big thing for me because like when I found Tech Transfer, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is really great. But I think initially it was like, I found out what my passion was. My passion is establishing connections. So now I try to take that and implement that into every aspect of my life, whether that's connecting people or solving problems Mm -hmm. or, you know, because, I mean, I thought I wanted to be a computer engineer until I interned Mm at NASA as a a computer engineer. I was like, I don't want to be a computer engineer. All they do is program all day. They're introverted. They don't talk to people like, this is not me, (laughs) right? And so, but it was more so like I liked working on computers and fixing things mm-hmm. and sure. solving yeah. problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I actually st- you know, stepped back and I looked at that, I was like, oh, okay. So now tech transfer is basically the same thing. It's like taking a solution and then finding a problem to apply it to. And so now it's just like, I do that with everything. But if I didn't understand what my passion was and I wouldn't be able to, you know, Put that perspective into everything that I'm doing. So like I'm happy, like I'm content. I've done it for free. Mm -hmm. Like I love what I do, and Mm -hmm. not a lot of people can you know say that. So how do we get the younger generation to understand that and really go through that process?
1: I think doing good (laughs) and making money. Like they used to be two separate concepts, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you, you now make it's a, together. Right, you got to step on people's necks in order yeah. to get ahead and make all this money. Mm-hmm. And now the mindset is like, "Yo, we could. This is like my thing. Like, like we can get rich, we can look good,
2: and then save the world all at the same and, time."
1: Yeah, we don't need no, to die yeah. <laughs> Corporate yeah. America
0: lost its soul when they put on suits and forgot yeah. Yeah. where they came from. Right. Right. But we can. We. I mean, we none of us are wearing suits. Yeah.
1: Well, I got a blazer on. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, yeah. just, it's
0: just the idea of, of the formula can change. And, yeah. and when you get to the place where you know you can tailor and tweak and create your own, that's when the real change and the real fun starts to happen. And mm. that's anyone who's done anything in a movement, in a, in a business, in a product, didn't see the boundaries and didn't see what was before. Yeah, I mean, i yeah. let Dion close.
4: We have to reflect the change Yeah. That we, <laughs> we want to see. Gandhi. Yeah, and it's so important because when you start with your why, you connect with who you are as a person. Because I'm a firm believer that you can't be a true benefit to another person until you are actually benefiting and in alignment with mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, right? I bet. And that's you're going to be able to then radiate that love Mm -hmm. and that energy and that gratitude and those um, encouraging and uplifting energies and frequencies that will be able to rise and uh, encourage and break chains and do all that for other people. And so Mm -hmm. when you start to look at yourself and start to elevate yourself and your mind, then you can reflect that change. And now you are literally a living example. Um, that people can see, feel, and touch, and be inspired to also become.
0: I love it. Where can people find you?
4: Um, our site is concreates.com.
1: Um, you can find us on all social media platforms at Concreates, but it is with an eight. So, you know, C-R-E-A. Eight. 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 Yeah. So yeah.
2: C-O-N-C-R-E-8-T-E-S. Right. Concreates. Yes, And I'm at um, Janae Griffin Just overall social media platforms He is I am Vincent Bragg I am Vincent Bragg
4: (laughs) Yes and ours is uh, Reflections.co So that's R-E-F-L-E-K T-I-O-N-S Dot C-O My personal Instagram is uh, Reflect the change So R-E-F-L-E-K T-H-E C-H-A-N-G-E and our company Instagram is uh, Reflections App.
3: And you can find me at AnyaLewis.com. That's A-U-N-Y-A-L-E-W-I-S in all social media. Anya A-U-N-Y-A Lewis dot N-Y-C.
0: Amazing! Thank you so much for being Thank the you. reflection yeah. of that goodness and that grace. And and I I use grace probably a, maybe a hundred times a day already said it maybe 20 times in this <laughs> conversation <laughs> because I think I think empathy and truth mm. and authenticity is is the universe reflecting grace to us and, and if we can see that in each other then we're poised for big things so thank you, thank you, for, you for being blessing us thank, thank you so much thank you so much for keep telling now. these stories
3: it was beautiful.
0: Hi, Thanks so much for listening to us at APC Chats. Hopefully you'd walk away with some additional perspective or insight that you didn't have before. That said, if you want to continue the conversation, please do so following us at APC Collective on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much.